don't you welcome someone this morning? Good morning. Man, what, what a time in worship. Can we just thank the worship team? I just love, there's just something about when, when a heart is sold out for Jesus. And uh, is there music? Interesting. The piano's playing. I was like, it's, I always needed some ambiance for my message, but uh, well, thank you. It's my ADD kicking in. That was awesome. Uh, I want to ask you a question uh, this morning before we start anything. Is, is your heart ready for what God's about to do? Because um, I do believe that God wants to do something good in your heart today. And uh, sometimes uh, it's upon the speaker or the individual that is sharing, whether it be in a life group or somewhere else, where we, we kind of like put it all on them to make something happen in me. Do you know what I mean? But this morning, I really want to ask because I got, I believe God wants to do something for you, in you, to you, through you. But it starts when you bring your own breakthrough. I have titled my message "Breakthrough" today because it's not it's not the worship team that brought your praise this morning. Do you understand what you were experiencing in your life? And what the Holy Spirit was doing was because of your own breakthrough, when you brought your own praise, when you brought your own joy. And it's not, it's not me that can change that. It's God through and in and to you. And I just want to start with, with that this morning. And so I want to ask, is your heart ready? Because I believe God has something very specific for each and every unique situation in this place. And I just want to pray this morning. So why don't you bow your heads with me. Father, everlasting Father, you, you are seated in the heavenlies today. You created this universe and you thought about this moment. You thought about every person that's in this place. You thought about the things that are going on in their lives. And you knew that today would be an opportunity for them to walk in the freedom that comes through you. And so God, I pray that you'd bless these words and anoint each and every heart in this space. Amen. I, I just have a, a question. Uh, you don't have to raise your hand, but is, is there anyone in this room that's needing a breakthrough? I'm not gonna like go grab the podium mic and come over to you and be like, okay, share. But is there anyone in any specific area in your life that's needing a breakthrough in their lives today? Because I really believe that God wants to do this. And I mean, it starts in the story and I wanna adventure with you in a book called John. It is in the Gospels. John chapter 5 is where we're going to be reading a little bit today. 
And uh, there's this story of a man, and I'm just going to read it. It says, sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which is Aramaic, which in Aramaic is called Bethsaida, and which is surrounded by five colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. And then we start. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. And this morning while I was in worship, uh, I don't know if it's just been a season, and I know that this says 38 years. This guy had, had an issue for 38 years and uh, it's been a season for, for both Mike and I where we've actually experienced, and I don't know if it's a spiritual thing, but we, we always get pain in our back. It's something, something that happens. And I just want to ask if there's anyone here that needs prayer for their back today, that there's back issues. Okay. Uh, can you stand? We're just going to pray for you this morning. I know that, that it's tough for some of you to, to, to get up and stand, but there's some back issues. Okay. Cool. Uh, I just want you to put your hand on your back. We're just going to pray for it. Jesus, we thank you. We believe that you are healer and that you are God. It said, by your stripes we are healed. Jesus, you died on a cross so that we would receive life and healing. And so we command the bones, the ligaments, the discs, whatever is misplaced to be put back into alignment. In Jesus' name, we, we declare healing over these bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys can test it out if you want, but I'm going to continue my message. <laughs> I, we find this lame man, and Jesus stops by. And uh, I love this story for a lot of reasons, but Jesus stops by the blind man, the lame man, the paralyzed, the gossip, the addicted, the cynical. Now, it doesn't say that, but I bet you if I kept saying it, eventually there's something that would resonate in you. This man had a condition. And all we know is that there was one lying there, and Jesus saw him lying there, and he had been there a long time. And then when Jesus came over to him, it says, one who was there had been involved for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, he learned he had been in this condition for a long time. And he said, oh, he's been in that shape for a while. Don't worry about him. No, that's not what he said. He said, oh, that's, that's just Johnny. He, he comes late and leaves early to church. No. He asked him a real specific question. He said this, do you want to get well? It's been interesting for me as uh, I, I've, I've had the privilege of getting to be a pastor for for a little while, and I know that this doesn't happen at Living Hope, but because I'm not in the other church that I was at, I know that people maybe came to church frequently and had no desire or intention to change anything in their lives based on what they were experiencing. I mean, we see this all the time in culture. I see it on a real basic level, where if my internet stops working, or my phone stops working, or my car doesn't start the right way, I start this journey to change it. But if it's not, I don't even think about it. I don't even think about the internet until my phone doesn't load when I'm asking it to load. 
I, I give it no thought because what I'm experiencing doesn't cause me to want change. Or there's other things like my eating habits or food. I don't change it and I eat my favorite foods and I eat the sugars that I ate when I was in grade six and, and the pixie sticks and all this stuff until it impacts my energy level or it impacts maybe even worse sometimes. I know that there are people that I've, I've walked with in the last season who have walked with heart issues and heart attacks and they completely transformed the way they ate because of what they were experiencing. I mean, I love my dentist, possibly because he comes to this church too, and I, I, I'm not saying dentists are bad, but when I go to the dentist, there's one thing that they give me. They give me a new toothbrush, and they give me this stuff on a string in this little box, and I look at them and I go, that's not gonna change. I know that you're asking me to floss, but I'm going, okay, 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 but internally I'm going, I will not change. I will not floss. And I know, I know that some of you, and don't hate me, Dennis. Don't hate me. Don't hate me. But there are things in life that I wish to change. But it's amazing how sometimes we come into a space and before we even arrive at church, we go, I don't want to change. I like what I have. I like what I'm experiencing, but sometimes there's things under the surface. Now in my life, there are some things that I like to change, for sure. Most of us like the idea of God changing our circumstances more than God changing us. And there was this pool that, that Jesus was going to in Jerusalem, a sheep gate called Bethsaida, and this pool had a whole bunch of dysfunctional people around it. Now, let me tell you about the people in your row. Just kidding. I don't know their story, but I know that everybody has a condition. And a lot of times it's way easier to hide our emotional and our spiritual conditions than it is our physical conditions. But they can be hidden. And sometimes I come to church and I, I act as if everything's okay and I got a smile on my face. But every night I go to bed and I wrestle and I'm angry and I'm anxious and I'm depressed and I'm frustrated about the way my kids are acting and I'm getting anger or, or, or throughout the day. But I can hide those for an hour and a half because I don't have to talk to anyone. I can just listen. But I want to ask you a question this morning because we can live with this condition for a long time and no one knows. But I'm wondering if we can make a mark on our lives today. Kind of like an X marks the spot at that area of life that we need to change. I mean, it'd be great. I mean, sometimes we do research. Uh, I don't know if you guys are like me and you do research on Facebook, but, but sometimes it's easy to go look and see what's happening in people's lives. But if I was to ask a general question of what you'd love to see changed, Maybe some of these things you might hear. I'd love to change some things in my marriage or my spouse or they're, they're treating me and I'd love to see a change in, in how we interact or, or my kids, they're just frustrating the living snot out of me and I just want them to change or my health. And we talk about all these things or my job. 
And all these things are important. It's fact. It's useful to see that if there's change needed to address it. But I think there's some things that we don't say when it comes to change. Things like, I need a breakthrough in my selfishness. Like, that, that's not something you post on Facebook. You know, like, yo, I need a breakthrough in my pride. Real issue. Post. We don't, we, we don't post that. Right? Or we don't post things like, I need a breakthrough in my anger. I got to get this under wraps. And this is a message on breakthrough. Because what I really want to see God do and what I really want to let God do is to deal what is not to just be present in my circumstances. I need God to set me free of me, of my sinful brokenness inside of me. And it starts here. It starts here. It doesn't start with everything around us. It starts here. Revival and change starts in here. There's a scripture in, in Psalm 51. It says this, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. This is David, beautiful words. I love it. Do you know what was happening when he did that? He just got called out on his stuff. He was called out by Nathan, a prophet, because he had slept with one of his soldier's wives and then got the soldier killed because he wanted to cover it up. He didn't want people, people to see what was under the surface. And when Nathan called him out, he penned these words out of his brokenness. He said, God, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. And Jesus walks up to this guy at the pool of Bethsaida and he doesn't even worry about all the other things. He just says this, do you want to get well? Not, not do you want to feel better? Do you want to get well? Because we can come together and sometimes we can worship and we can feel better. But you can leave and never get well. If you never address the dysfunction. Or you can come for comfort and leave unchanged. Because what God calls you out of is your dysfunction. Jesus came into our lives, this world, because of our dysfunction, our sin. And he said, you know what? I'm going to pay the price so anyone in this world who declares that I am Lord and follows my ways will be saved, will be healed, will be restored. And Jesus comes up to this guy and he says, do you want to get well? Because you see, this is what that pool represented. Jesus is in this space, a place to be comfortable because a whole bunch of dysfunctional people were hanging out together with similar disabilities and dysfunctions, feeling normal. And sometimes we hang out with certain people that do certain things a certain way because it makes me feel normal in my dysfunction. So I'm hanging out at this pool and I'm this lame old guy and I've been this way for so long and I've given up hope on things shifting. This is why for me on a Friday night, I love youth ministry. I love hanging out with the students on Fridays because they don't know yet. Do you, know, you know what I mean? As an adult, we, we have this thing 
but they haven't taken on the fact that some things never change. They don't, they don't believe that. They're not sit around and waiting for God to do something. You're like, I want this. I literally had two kids on Friday night go like, I just want a Bible. And I was like, okay, let me get you one. Highlight John with a permanent marker so that they can find it. And he's like, is First Samuel good? Like he's just opening it. He has no clue. But they don't think like I do where I've experienced things. And I go, well, this isn't gonna change. And I gotta change my mindset. They're not waiting on something to happen. They're not waiting on verse four to happen. And I wanted to involve the online crew today because I don't know if you guys got your Bibles, but uh, I wanted to show the online crew this because in here, believe it or not, this is why you bring your Bibles because it's an adventure. And so I, I literally brought this for the online crew, but, but on here, this is what it says. Can you see that? Can you see that? None of you can see it, but, but can you see it? It says verse three. You can put it up, Harley. Here, a great number of disabled people lie. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed. And then if, you, if you're reading, I don't know if you notice, but it skips verse four. It skips it. It doesn't even, it goes three to five. But because I have a study Bible, I get this cool little note at the bottom. And this is what it says. Because some manuscripts hold it. But in John, it just skips right over it. And it says this. Verse 4, it says, some manuscripts include here. And they waited for the moving of the waters. From time to time, an angel of the Lord would come down and stir the waters. The first one into the pool after each such disturbance would be cured of whatever disease he had. You see, this guy was waiting on God to come down and stir something up. And a lot of times, I think in our own circumstances, we just sit waiting on God. We're just calling on him to come down, come down and fix my situation. Come down and restore my marriage. Come down and restore my relationship with my kids. Come down and fix my problem with my coworkers. Come down and release me from these addictions that I have. And the angel would come down and stir the waters. And what's interesting, and I told the students this on Friday night, what's unique about it is that religion tells you, and I was talking about this, these rules that once it's stirred, if you're the first one in, if you do every check mark, if you get everything right, then, then you're the one that gets healed. If you do all the check marks, but this is what grace tells us. This is what Jesus says. He says, I'm gonna find you in your worst situation. I'm not gonna wait for you to do all these little check marks. I came down to earth to die for you, for your brokenness, and I'm gonna find you in the worst situation that you see yourself in possible. That though you are so far away from God in your condition, he leaves the 99 for the one, for the one. And, and so often, I, I mean, I talked with a, a dude the other day, he's like, no, you know, I, people are experiencing God. 
I just don't want to take away from God. He's not like a slushy or a big gulp that everyone puts their straw in and you get your peace. He is a living well springing up that is never ending and is for all people. You are a one. You are a one. And at one point you were the one that he sought out in your condition. And so they are waiting for the pool to be stirred. And Jesus comes up and says this, skip that, skip that. He says, do you want to get well? Sir, verse 7, the invalid replied, I have no one here to help me get in the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. The man straight up has the unlimited presence of God on earth in front of them. And his barrier is his excuse. Well, I don't have someone. Nobody likes me. If they did, they'd carry me to the water so that I'd get healed. No one reaches out and talks to me and says something encouraging. But yet the unlimited God, Jesus Christ, is standing right in front of him. And he's standing in front of every single one of you today. Not me, his manifest presence on earth through the Holy Spirit. That's the truth that the Holy Spirit is God's presence standing here going, do you want to get well? But the crazy part is that sometimes, and what he said, everything, everything he said was fact. It was true. It was fact. He didn't have someone to carry him into the water. And, and someone would get there before him. It was 100% fact. But here's what's awesome. Faith overrides facts. When you have a faith to see what God does, it overrides it. This is grace. This is the essence of breakthrough. Is that breakthrough begins when my excuses end. I don't have anybody to help me. Well, you know what? Literally a chapter sooner, not like timeline in life, we see a woman at a well. And she's coming in the middle of the day because of her condition. We don't know that. Not until we, we hear Jesus kind of speak to the condition. But she's in the middle of the day and Jesus is waiting there. Waiting. Not only does Jesus come to you, he waits for you. And there's this whole story in, in John chapter 4. It says, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? As the disciples had gone into town to buy food, the Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw. You don't have a bucket. My excuse. Where can you get this living water? 
Are you greater than our father Jacob? Who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. I hate to compare you, Jesus, to someone else, but you know, they did some really cool things. Sometimes we've come up for prayer and God has done incredible things and we think that that's the only way or we think that it's a ritual or routine. But Jesus answers, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. If you think that the person that prayed for you is the one that made the change, you're missing the point. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. She's just like straight up, sir, give me that. This water so that I won't go thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. And then Jesus calls her out on her stuff. He says, go call your husband and come back. And they have this whole dialogue about their condition. Could it be that while you're waiting for God to come down, that he's waiting for you to get up? Maybe breakthrough begins when we stop blaming others. Maybe breakthrough begins when I'm not waiting on anyone, but I'm actually getting up. Maybe breakthrough begins when I don't need my situation to change, but my heart and my attitude to see things differently. Maybe breakthrough begins when God changes me. How many are ready for a breakthrough inside? I asked you, knowing that if your heart is ready, that God is ready. But there are things that, that stop us from experiencing God's goodness. And I want to go to First Chronicles, Old Testament. I didn't know if I'd get to, but I'm excited about it. Actually, you know what? I am double anointed. I brought two Bibles for a reason so that I didn't. <laughs> so I could get you guys. No, actually, I wanted to read out of a different version. There's a guy named David. Same guy that penned the created me a clean heart thing. And uh, he's just become, literally just become king. Spent this time running his whole life and becomes king finally. And he goes to move this ark. And he consults his officials, goes to move the ark. Some guy touches it and dies. And then he's like, "Uh uh-oh, just leave it where it is. And he has this moment because now people heard that David was king. And this group from Philippi called the Philistines decide to do, and they had heard in verse eight, it says this, 14 verse eight. It says, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they mobilized their forces to capture him. You have an anointing that comes through Jesus. The Holy Spirit is upon you and you think that the enemy doesn't know that you're anointed and doesn't want to mobilize his forces against you. But David was told they were coming, so he marched out to meet them. The Philistines arrived and made a raid. They sounded like that, for sure. 
And so David asked God, David asked God, that's important. Because the first time he went to ask for God's presence to come in in his life, he consulted others. But the next time he asked God, should I go out to fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? The Lord replied, yes, go ahead. I will hand them over to you. You know how good it feels when God says yes? It's just important, just as important when he says no. So David and his troops went to Bel Perazim and defeated the Philistines there. And this is what David said. God did it. God did it, David exclaimed. He didn't go, we've won, and high-fived all the troops with their shields. The first thing he says is, God did it, David exclaimed. And then he says this, he used me to burst through my enemies like a raging flood. Do you know what the other translation of burst through is? Breakthrough. When Jesus came up to that man and said, do you want to get well? And he brought his excuses and everything else that was going on. In the end, this is what he said. Get up, pick up your mat and walk. Get up, pick up your mat and walk. And I want to do something that's maybe a little bit different. But this is what the guy did. He said, at once, no word of a doubt, just at once, because he said he acted in obedience. And at, at once the man was cured, he picked up his mat. It wasn't like Jesus stuck out his hand and pulled him out of the waters. That's Peter. He had this guy get up, pick up his mat and walk. Rebecca, if I could invite you, because I want to take some time to worship and I want to talk about that song, Making Room. Yeah, yeah, you can come too. I like you. <laughs> you stay. <laughs> Just kidding. Wanna, because here's the thing. Every time we end a service, what do we say? What? I want to invite you to, is anybody? Yes, yeah, stand, right? Here's something unique. We are talking about it this week. God came to a man with a condition. And he didn't just invite him to stand so he could pray with him. He invited him to stand so he could walk out of the condition that he had inside. He was broken. He was lost. He'd been stuck like this for a very long time. And Jesus is given an opportunity in this house for breakthrough. I mean, I love the idea of breakthrough, but I don't realize what that really means. That means me owning me. Me saying, okay, I got an addiction that I need to deal with and I no longer wanna have it. And I could stand here and I could think about it. I could be like, that's a good idea, Pastor Jordan. 
I can sit with my, my arms crossed being like, yeah, I like this. This is a really good teaching for that guy over on that side. Man, I know him. I know what he's going through. And that guy, I really hope, I really hope, really hope that guy, that guy there, over there, that paralyzed man, that person who doesn't see things, that blind man, we're all dysfunctional. And if you're new to our church, welcome to our dysfunctional family. Because <laughs> we're not perfect. We don't claim to be. And if we do show that, I'm sorry. Because I know in my heart, God's been working on me all week. I hated it. I said, God, if I'm going to give this message, I know you need to do something in me. So do it in me. It sucked. And every time there was something that he's, because it's really easy, really easy to hide stuff. In fact, Jesus had a moment with a dude with a lame hand. I come to church, nobody had ever seen my hand. And then Jesus calls him out. He says, stretch out your hand in front of all other people, in front of the crowd. Yeah, but that makes me weak. Yeah, the Bible says in our weakness, he is strong. He stretches out his hand and he's healed. Jesus didn't like pull his hand out. Jesus is not gonna pull, pull on your dysfunction. He's not gonna be like, give me that. Okay, I just pulled it out of you. Now you're good. No, you gotta give it to him. This song talks about making room for him. He says, here I lay my burden down. This is my surrender. I don't know what's going on in your heart, but I know that the Holy Spirit speaks to all people in the way they need it. I got my own stuff that I need to surrender and lay down, but that's where breakthrough begins. Second Chronicles, I don't have this scripture up there. 714, if my people who are called by name will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, call out to me I will hear from them and I will come down and I will heal their land pretty sure that's what it is it's because it's in here but if you're in this space I really believe like Jesus saying one simple thing get up Stand up, get up. If that's you today and you want God to break through, to burst through the enemy lines and shift things, I just wanna invite you to stand and worship with me. Get up, no easy task, just stand up. Get up, I want my breakthrough, I'm believing for it. God, I'm standing, making myself available and I tell my youth this all the time and they hear it. I say, don't you stand up if you don't really mean it. If you're doing it because everybody else is doing it, you're still trapped. I believe that God can do incredible things and maybe I'm calling you out on maybe the very thing that you want to break through in. But if you're doing this because someone else is doing it, you're missing it. But I see, I, I need you to look around. Not one, not one of you that means that every person in this house is believing for some form of breakthrough. And 
I believe in a God that is from heaven, sent down to earth to die so that he would be raised to life, to give us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit does this, possesses the same power that raised Christ from the dead. And that power is available to you. Which means that the enemy doesn't get to have authority in this space right now. I know this might take a, a second longer. When I was 19, I went to a conference. This crazy old Indian um, missionary called everybody out on their stuff. And I remember standing there. And I remember the enemy, like it was like a swirling like around me. And he says, if you do this, you're giving up everything you've created. I was terrified. I was nervous. Giving up everything I had created, my sports, my dating, everything. I didn't get God telling me, Jordan, it's gonna be all okay. But I remember someone interceding on my behalf, literally a row over. God showed me years later that that woman was interceding on, on behalf of me for my breakthrough. That woman knew nothing about me. So often we come to church and we feel like that person knows nothing about me, but God does. And the same Christ that lives in me lives in you and he cares about you the same way. So we're gonna worship together, but I'm gonna pray before we do that because I wanna give opportunity. If you don't know Jesus, and you're hearing about Jesus and you're going, I want this Jesus, I want this breakthrough. It's simple. The Bible says that if we profess with our mouth that he is Lord and believe in our heart that Christ raised him or God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. And so all we declare is that Jesus is Lord with our mouths, out loud. So I want you, if you believe in Jesus, or if you're interested in beginning this walk with Jesus, just to declare this with me right now, Jesus is Lord. Now we're gonna believe that God's gonna do some work. And so Jesus, would you come as we worship you and we raise our hands in this place and as we sing to you, as we, we go, God, I need you. I need you for the breakthrough in my life. I need you to help shift my heart, change the way I feel. I need you to heal some brokenness. Jesus, would you come and would you heal? Would you restore? Would you renew? Because your way is so much better. So much better. Let's worship together.
to uh, give opportunity. I give opportunity for those that, that were feeling physical pain earlier in prayer, but I just wanna invite the prayer teams to the front uh, because uh, maybe there's some physical sickness that needs to be um, addressed. And uh, what I believe is that the Bible says that when we lay our hands, right? laying the hands on the sick and they shall be here. It also talks about elders of the church taking oil and anointing their heads and praying for the sick. And so we're just gonna, I'm just gonna give opportunity. If you're in this space and you're needing prayer for a physical sickness, that can be mental health. That can be chronic pain. Uh, we just wanna, we wanna pray for that specifically. I'll meet you down here. But as we continue to worship, if you're a parent and you're in this house and there's children's ministry going on, we want you to know we provide that so that you can do stuff with God. So if you, if you are not, and you're just wanting to socialize, please get your kid. But, but if you are wanting to deal with some stuff, that's why we provide this. So that you can have some, some work and some time with God in his presence because I believe in God's presence, there is healing and fullness of joy. So if you need prayer, I just wanna invite you as we continue to worship and I'll meet you at the front. If not, you are uh, dismissed to go as you need. Go and be the church. Have a blessed Sunday.